Welcome to Good Guy Grants Podcast. It's mad decent. And this is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, I want to shift gears a little bit, talk a little, I guess, young players being able to get a chance to play on teams that are out of playoff contention or division contention. Talk a little Illinois football. Um, you know, Levy Smith got fired this morning. Uh, just, you know, talk sports in general. Um, you know, in the last episode, you know, I had a text message come in while I was actually recording from a friend and a friend of mine's doctor, I guess, got COVID. You know, it happens, but hopefully that doesn't happen this episode. My phone does go off a lot. Uh, and I'm one of those people that has an Apple Watch as well. So that thing goes off usually all the time. Uh, so hopefully we can have a uh, a good episode without any issues from either my phone or my watch. You know, I'm one of those people that I think every other week I always talk about I'm going to downgrade my phone and like go with prepaid or something like that. But then I see a new iPhone come out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Uh, but I want to talk a little. I want to focus on the NFL because it's going on right now. But this actually this happens a lot in sports in general. Uh, not just the NFL, but a lot of pro sports, whether it be baseball, you know, basketball, football. When a team is out of playoff contention, whether it's you know now, you know you got teams like the Jets who are zero and twelve, the Bengals two and nine, Jacksonville's you know one and eleven, you got Texans four and eight, uh, teams like that who are not going to make a playoff uh, push, who don't have any chance in hell of making the playoffs, but they still play veteran players. And I'll never understand this. Like for instance, you want to evaluate when you're out of it, your young players. So you can go into the off season and look at the film again and be like, you know, I think this guy is a really good player, you know, first or second year player who can be a really good person on this football team down the line or even, you know, the following year. That's what evaluating young talent is in sports. And I think a lot of teams have an issue with it. Um, And I want to focus a lot of it on the NFL. For instance, I think the Jets, who are 0-12, should play every single young player that they have. You know, whether it's the rookies this year with Mekhi Becton, uh, Denzel Mims, uh, the wide receiver out of Baylor. He should get a lot more playing time, which he is. Uh, Becton's kind of bad a little bit injuries. But even guys that were drafted that are still on the roster that are fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round picks, get them playing time as well. Stop playing like guys like Joe Flacco, who are bridge players, who are veteran guys who are just trying to hang around for a paycheck. Let Sam Darnold finish the season for the Jets. Let him play. See what he has left. And then evaluate whether or not to move on after the season. You're playing for draft position right now, so I understand it. So you want to lose if you're a team like the Jets. Uh, the Bengals, you know, they they started Brandon Allen today uh, with uh, Joe Burrow out. But even, even a team like the Bengals, play all your young guys. Make sure T. Higgins, who actually really liked the wide receiver, gets enough playing time. I think he's actually going to be a really good wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, if you have those young offensive linemen, Billy Price is another one on the Bengals. See what he's got because you have to pick up that option in the next year or two on a guy like Billy Price. You want to see what he offers, and then you go from there. 
one of the perfect examples of a team that doesn't know what the hell they're doing is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why are you playing Mike Glennon at quarterback when you're 1-11 going into today and you have Gardner Minshew, who's a second-year quarterback, on your bench? Now, Gardner Minshew, he lost his job uh, a few weeks back because he got injured. He is healthy. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are still going with Mike Glennon. They claim that you know, Mike Lennon gives them the best best chance to win. If you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you don't want to win right now. You want to lose so that way you can get as close to the top pick as possible. So put Gardner Minshew in. See what he's got left. See if he can be even, you know, the backup to whatever quarterback you draft, whether that be Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, whoever, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson at BYU. But you want to see what kind of you, you got in young players. Play all of your young players. A perfect example. So I was watching the Cowboys game today. Of course, for people that, that follow the show, I am a Cowboys fan. Uh, they're three and nine uh, this this season. They're playing the Bengals today. A couple players who were drafted this year that are on the Cowboys roster are not getting enough playing time, and I don't know why. When the Cowboys are in dead last in the NFC East at three and nine, they have because the division's so bad. They're only two games back. Because uh, the Giants are only five and seven, so they can go with this. Well, we're not technically out of it. If you watch the Cowboys, they're out of it. Plain and simple. Andy Dalton should not be starting a quarterback. He's on a one-year deal. He's leaving after this season, hopefully. Put Garrett Gilbert in. See if he can be a good backup quarterback to Dak Prescott next season. Zeke Elliott came into this game injured, but he's playing. Play Tony Pollard, the second-year running back out of Memphis. See what he has. Ride him the rest of the season because, honestly, there's a good chance the Cowboys are honestly going to try to move Zeke Elliott this offseason. Uh, the guaranteed money on his contract actually goes down, which is good for them if they decide to cut him or try to trade him. So expect a lot of Zeke Elliott trade rumors to happen this offseason. Uh, Bradley and I, the defensive end out of uh, Utah, they drafted this past season, should be getting playing time. For some reason, they're playing Deron Armstrong. I don't understand it. Reggie Robinson, he's the the corner that they drafted. I think it was either fifth or sixth round, one of those. He should be playing. He's not. the Another team like the Detroit Lions, I understand you have Matthew Stafford and you know his wife is coming under scrutiny because she, she doesn't like the way the Lions fans have treated Matt Stafford, even though he's made over $200 million in the NFL from the Lions. Boo freakity who, Matthew Stafford's wife, complaining. But if you have a young quarterback on that Lions roster, just play him. You're not going anywhere. The Packers already locked up that division pretty much. They're 9-3. and three. You're four games out. See what your young players got. Um, you know, another, another team, you know, would be Carolina Panthers. So the Saints locked up that uh, division and, and a playoff spot. They're 10-2. and two. The Panthers are, are four and eight. They have a first-year coach in Matt Rule. They gave Teddy Bridgewater a quarterback in the uh, in the offseason to be their starting quarterback, a big contract. You have uh, P.J. Walker, who's played a little bit this season. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was banged up. Why are you not playing him a little bit more? See what he's got. Young players have to play. Greg Little, another offensive lineman. He wasn't hurt. He should be playing. See what you got on defense. You got a really good defense in Carolina. 
in terms of defensive line, you know, Brian Burns, I think he's got seven or eight sacks. Derek Brown, rookie out of Auburn, he's playing really well. But play guys like Gross Montos a lot more. Play um, another guy they have named Troy Pride. He should be starting. See what you have in these players. So that way you can evaluate in the offseason. Well, we really like this player, and we sh- it shows on tape that these young players are playing well. It, it, and it doesn't just happen in the NFL. It happens in a lot of sports. So when you follow the NBA, usually the last 10 or 15 games, there's always those, those teams that are already out of it. One of them is usually my Chicago Bulls. I won't lie. Um, but they don't seem to evaluate young talent well. And I think one of the reasons they do that is head coaches think that, you know, if they end the season well, it'll help them possibly keep their job, even though they had a bad season. Like, like Adam Gase, Adam Gase, you're done as a coach. You're going to get fired. There's, there's no point in you playing these veteran players play the young guys, you're going to be fired anyway. It's the same in other sports. And now baseball, you have the the September call-ups to where you call up your minor leaguers, the rosters expand. Uh, so there's a chance to get young players in there. Um, so there's a chance in baseball to do it. Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. It just depends on the, the organization. But you see it a lot in in the NFL and NBA to where you're not evaluating talent from within the organization. Another team, uh, the Houston Texans, they're four and eight, uh, four games out of the the division. They're not going to do anything. They should be playing young players like, you know, Ross Blaylock should get more playing time. Jonathan Grenard should get more playing time. All these young players should be playing a lot more. So that way, when you go into the off season, you know what you have in these players. Is this a player we're going to be able to keep long term to where he wants to be here? We have you know, tape on him from la- the end of last season showing what he can do. Can we build off of that? And then you go from there. I think not enough teams do it. And I think one of the reasons why so many coaches are afraid, well, if I play young players... Uh, it's it's sending the messages to the veteran players that we're giving up. No, you gave up when your record is like the Jets 0-12 or the Bengals 2-9 or Jacksonville's 1-11. Your season is over. Now, whether or not you're a veteran player and you want to continue to keep playing, I understand that. That's great. You're still going to get paid regardless. You know, Some of you might have incentives in your contract if you hit something. You get an extra couple hundred grand. I understand that. You know, Everybody wants to make their money, no doubt. But the fact is the organization has to look at it long term and say, we need to evaluate the players on this roster and go from there and see exactly what you got because this can impact who we draft in the next draft. Maybe a guy who finished the season strong the last four to five games who was a rookie you know, solidifies a starting spot and you go into the offseason and be like, you know, we don't need to fill that position because we got so-and-so right there who played well towards the end. And then they can focus on another area the organization can in filling another hole that they maybe not filled or had issues with the past season. That's one of the the reasons why I think teams need to evaluate talent. 
Now, I want to shift gears a little bit. We talked a little football. Uh, for people I didn't see, uh, Lovey Smith, who was a longtime NFL coach uh, with the Chicago Bears, uh, he went back to his alma mater, which is uh, Illinois, uh, a couple years ago. And uh, this morning, they actually fired him. They were going to fire him after the 2018-2019 season, but his buyout was $4 million. If they waited till when they did right now, they only had to pay a buyout of $2 million. Uh, so it's about a $2 million difference. I think that's one of the reasons why Illinois waited a year. You know, we're in a pandemic. Uh, these programs are losing uh, millions of dollars each and every game that they don't have, you know, fans or anything, uh, packed stadiums. You know, vending prices are down because they don't have as many uh, fans in the stands, things like that. So Levy Smith, uh, who was... Uh, the head coach from Illinois from 2016 to 2020, his record at Illinois was 17 and 39. Uh, in the Big Ten Conference, he was 10 and 33. His record, I didn't realize this in the pros as well. So he he coached the Bears from 2004 to 2012. His record was actually pretty good for the Bears, 81 and 63. Um, he did make it to a Super Bowl with the Bears as a head coach. In 2006, that was the uh, Rex Grossman year. Uh, they lost to the Colts uh, in the Super Bowl that year. But then after Lovey Smith um, was let go from the Bears after 2012, which actually the record was 10-6, and six, he goes down to Tampa, a rebuilding Tampa assist, uh, team down there, and coaches terribly. Like in his two years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was 8-24. So Tampa fires him after two years, after 2015. He goes to Illinois uh, to coach Illinois, uh, the fighting in Illini in college football. At Illinois, the first two years at Illinois, 2016, he was 3-9, and 2-7 and in conference. 2017, he was 2-10, and 0-9 oh in Big Ten conference play. He never had a winning record at Illinois. This year he was two and five, with his only two wins, of course, being in conference because that's all they played. And they fired him, saved two million dollars because of his buyout. His record, like I said, at Illinois, seventeen and thirty-nine, ten and thirty-three, in Big Ten conference play. Lovey Smith, he's an older coach for people that don't know him. Um. I think he, yeah, he's 62. Yeah, 62 years old. I don't see another team giving Lovey Smith another chance because of his age. Uh, I think this is pretty much time for him to hopefully retire, maybe become an analyst, something like that. Uh, Kevin Sublin was fired from Arizona uh, after coming off a terrible season with the Wildcats. That that just didn't work. Kevin Sublin was a former Texas A&M coach. Did pretty well. Got fired because of scandals that went on at Texas A&M. Goes to Arizona. Uh, doesn't do that well. Uh, Arizona fired him this weekend as well. So a couple openings in college football. I expect there to be more. Uh, the candidates to actually replace Lovey Smith at Illinois. There's a few of them. Uh, one of them is actually Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, the college program. Buffalo head coach uh, Lance Lipold. He won six Division Three national titles at Wisconsin-Whitewater before going to Buffalo. All he's done since going to Buffalo is turn them into a program to where they're 23-9 and nine the past three years. Uh, 
and they play for a MAC championship. That's pretty good. Um, another candidate is Sean Lewis. He's the uh, one of the coach at Kent State. He's only 34, so he's actually really young. He uh, actually had uh, Kent State a three and one record uh, this year as well. So Kent State, you know, representing the MAC as well. But you notice a trend with those two coaches. MAC coaches stepping up in competition to go coach in the Big Ten, possibly. Illinois knows they're not going to bring in like a Nick Saban or a, uh, any of those top coaches, Urban Myers, another name. They're not going to be able to bring in any of those big name coaches. So they have to look at schools like in the MAC. Uh, another name is Army head coach uh, Jeff Mumpkin. Uh, he's a little bit older. He's he's 53. Uh, he's been four years with Army. He's 34 and 15 is record at Army. Um, so it's not another hire to look at. One of the the dark horses for the candidate is actually former Wisconsin head coach Brett Bielema. He's actually an assistant coach on the New York Giants. Uh, the reason they would look at him is because he's actually an Illinois native. So that's another name to kind of keep your uh, eyes peeled out for. I think the guy that should get the job, who a lot more people should look at, is defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, and that's the College of Cincinnati, uh, Marcus Freeman. He's really turned around that uh, Cincinnati defense. He's only 34. If you want one of those up-and-coming coaches, I think Marcus Freeman's a good coach to look at. Um, another one is Jim Leonard, a longtime safety in the NFL. He's actually the defensive coordinator of Wisconsin. He can be looking at that job as well. I think you should hire a young coach if you're Illinois and basically rebuild that program and get them in the right direction. So hire a young guy who's going to be able to interact with young players, have things in common. Uh, that's one of the, the directions I think they should go ultimately. Um, I'll shift gears a little bit. Uh, talk a little what's going on in the NFL today. I don't want to talk a lot about college football playoffs because I think I'm going to save that for uh, next show, to be honest with you, with um, a lot of games being canceled yesterday. Uh, the college football playoff will actually be set in stone by, I would think, next Sunday with the games being Saturday, so that's something to kind of keep your eye on. Uh, games going on right now, you got the Texans-Bears. That's a horrible game. Uh, you got the Texans four and eight, Bears five and seven. Mitch Trubisky's in a quarterback for the Bears. Bears got to find a quarterback this offseason. Uh, you got my Cowboys going up against Spangles, 17 nothing Cowboys as of right now. I don't want Andy Dalton started. I don't like him. Uh, we'll see where that goes from there. Uh, Chiefs and Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes actually has a couple picks in the first half of this game. The Dolphins are up 10 7 to a Tagovailoa with a. A TD pass to Mike Gusecki, the tight end. Uh, you got the Cardinals and Giants going on right now. God, there's a lot of bad games today. I didn't realize that. Vikings, Buccaneers. I don't think the, the Vikings are that great, to be honest with you. And the Buccaneers are kind of hit or miss. It's just how how well Tom Brady's playing that day, and they kind of go from there. Uh, Broncos, Panthers, another crappy game. Uh, Titans and Jags. A.J. Brown had a great one-handed catch. I would definitely... Uh, watch that one. The afternoon games, I think, are a little bit better. Uh, you got the Colton Raiders at four. That's a good game. Um, an exciting game I, I think could be decent, honestly, is the the Washington football team. I think I called them the Redskins last episode. They're going up against the 49ers. Alex Smith is actually undefeated since taking over his quarterback. I can't imagine that. He had a bloody foot in his last game. That was gross. 
Um, but yeah, they're going up against Nick Mullins and the 49ers. Uh, the night game is uh, Steelers Bills. I think that's a good game. I really like Josh Allen. I think he's the MVP in the NFL right now. Uh, the Monday night game is Ravens Browns. Um, the Browns are are going for their playoff berth, first one, and was it over over twelve years? Uh, they're nine nine and three right now. Uh, Ravens are seven and five. If the Ravens have any chance of making the playoffs, they have to win this game. They have to, or else they're done. There's no doubt about it. If they want to keep pace with the Browns for a wild card spot, because nobody's catching the Steelers in that division, they have to win that game. So it's a big game for both teams. I think it's going to be a really good game, to be honest with you. I expect... Um, I would expect actually the defense for the Browns to step up, especially on the defensive line with Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. I actually think Vernon's playing a little bit better in the second half of the season uh, than he's played probably his entire career in Cleveland. I think he's played really well. He has over four four sacks in the second half of the season. Uh, he's finally getting production out of him. He was actually one of those players who took a massive pay cut in the offseason to stay with the team. Uh he lost like seven or eight million dollars in salary. The Browns basically said, "Either take a pay cut, or we're going to cut you." And Olivier Vernon, coming off a down year last season, said, "Well, you know, if I get cut, there's not really a market for me, so I might as well take the pay cut. If I ball out this year, I have a chance to make more money long term um, with another uh, team, maybe down the road, or the Browns give me a contract extension." Um, so Olivier Vernon uh, is. Doing better in the second half. Uh, I expect him and Miles Garrett to try to get after Lamar Jackson uh, Monday night. But, uh, yeah, watch a little uh, preseason NBA basketball. A lot of people don't follow it. I do myself because I'm a basketball person. Uh, the NBA is actually the number one sport I watch. It's It was interesting. You know, LaMelo Ball had his first preseason game. He didn't score a point, but he had a, a good amount of assists. I think he's one of those players you're going to see a lot of highlight reels. But expect a lot of turnovers as well from him. I see a lot of white chocolate Jason Williams in his game. Uh, he still needs time to develop his jump shot. Uh, it looks a lot better than Lonzo Ball's his brother's jump shot. Uh, Leangelo Ball, who's actually in training camp with the, the Detroit Pistons, did not play the other night in their first preseason game. I don't think he's an NBA player, to be honest with you. Not even a bench player. I don't even think he's a G League player. I don't think he's that good. But LaMelo Ball... Uh, it's something excited to follow in Charlotte. You know, they need something down there, especially with Michael Jordan as the owner. He's made a lot of terrible decisions, especially drafting players down there. But we'll probably have an NBA preview here in the next couple weeks. We'll go over some teams that I think are going to make some noise. Um, but yeah, well, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Uh, I hope everybody has a great week. And again, this is the Good Guy Grant podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I don't give out the Twitter name a lot, to be honest with you. I don't know why. It's Good Guy Grant One. You can follow me on Twitter as well, and you can like the Facebook page as well at the Good Guy Grant page. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope uh, everything goes well.